0: I'm George Faust.
1: And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation.
0: KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBozier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hi, hello, and welcome into Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust. And as always, joined by Madeline Adams on tonight's episode, we'll talk some UL football as we hear from head coach Mike Desimo about the start of spring ball. And what he looks at for in the scrimmages as a as scrimmage number one took place this week
1: and later in the show we'll talk hoops hear what athletics director dr brian maggard said about UL men's basketball head coach bob marlin's future and george sits down with women's basketball head coach gary broadhead for an exclusive interview all that and more on inside cajun nation tonight
0: but first college football one of the big voids for raging cajun football is the on-field experience of the quarterback. With that being said, the opportunity arises for a fresh face to make his name. Head coach Michael Desimo says with a lot of time left to decide on a starter, Chandler Fields and Bill Woolridge grasp the offense better, but the race is wide open.
1: Coach Desimo got a better look at the quarterbacks in the first scrimmage of spring ball on Saturday. The scrimmage offers an opportunity for the players to get more comfortable with the playbook and gives coaches the chance to evaluate how the players react to game situations coach Desimo says as a staff there's a lot they get out of the scrimmage scenarios.
2: When we get to the scrimmage to me it, it's who can function out there without the coaches kind of being around it. you know whenever we practice we, we, we try to let them cut loose but there are some times where you know coaches are on the field or on the side and we're kind of calling things out we're trying to make some adjustments for them um, you know in a scrimmage there's no help. You know, there, there's no there's no life preserver out there. It, it's sink or swim. So, you know, I think you go out there, they have to make the calls, they have to execute the adjustments from the calls, and then they've got to make the plays to do it. So, you know, the way we practice, it's not so much like a physical thing. You want to, I mean, we, you know, we, we go pretty hard in practice. They thud, they do it the right way. Um, it's really more of who can get out there on their own and go out there and operate and really have success in, you know, Within the schemes that we're doing on offense and defense, we're going to call the whole scrimmage instead of scripting. Um, you know, typically we would script a big portion of the scrimmage and we would just call a few situations. Um, we're going to call the whole thing. Where that way, you know, we've got to get in the mindset of you know having a call sheet, calling off the call sheet, the signal operation, the players getting the signals, communicating the call, getting lined up, adjusting it out. So it's big for the whole process. Um, You know, it's not much different than getting ready for the bowl game for us. You know, we we had some live periods, not not tackle, but like call periods instead of scripted. Um, Just things like that that you got to do to get ready. I mean, I don't think it's a huge deal right now because, you know, you don't play till September. But um, it is something that I do want us to have to work on that whole operation, um, you know, from, you know, The call coming in to the signaler processing it, to getting the signals in, to the players processing the signal, to making the call, to making the adjustments, I do think it's important to do.
0: It is important that you stick and stay because coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, we're going to talk Louisiana basketball and the future of head coach Bob Marlin.
1: Here what Dr. Maggard has to say about the final year of his contract. More details after the break. Cajun Nation returns in 90 seconds. Stay with us.
2: This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling.
0: Welcome back to the show. George Faust here. Madeline Adams over there. We're going to talk some college hoops now. Raging Cajun basketball coach Bob Marlin will continue as the head coach of the program.
1: He completed his 12th season at the helm of the Raging Cajuns men's basketball team. It looks like the dominating performance in the Sun Belt tournament, winning three straight and making the tournament championship, allotted Coach Marlin another season as the head coach.
0: That's right. Dr. Brian Maggard, the UL Athletics Director, confirmed to me Coach Marlin will in fact finish out his contract and coach next season. He earned that with the way He finished the season, UL, in their last eight games of the year with six wins. So they were six and eight in their final eight contests. With a majority of the players expected to return, well, things looking up.
1: Marlon is the winningest coach in Sunbelt history with 127 conference wins and overall has a record of 220 wins and 165 losses at Louisiana.
0: All right, so after the break, we have an exclusive interview with UL Women's Head Basketball Coach Gary Broadhead as he joins us in studio. COVID's over, people. He's in studio.
1: Coach Broadhead looks back at this past season, how it ended, who will make a big impact next year, and how the transfer portal affects the raging Cajuns. That's next. He's with George on Inside Cajun Nation.
0: Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. George Faust joined this week. By the head women's basketball coach at the University of Louisiana, it's Gary Broadhead. Coach, thanks for the time to come around and hang out and chat a little.
3: Anytime, man. I enjoy it, man. It's uh, fun to be. Ra-
0: ra- wrapping up the season, kind of g- give us uh, your your general take, if you will, on how the how the year went. Obviously, uh, an exit in the in the conference tournament in the semis, but but something uh, to build on, I guess, for for next season.
3: You know, we were pretty young, you know, and uh, beginning of the season we had some injuries, and you know there's always concern when you lose one of your better first team all conference player and all that and Brandy Williams. But man, I was just really impressed how these young kids came together and. You know, with leadership of Todd Doucette and, you know, just just coming together and see the improvement we made as the year went on, you know, got some big wins during the year, you know, in the conference and all that. And we're able to get a three seed going into the tournament and, you know, make it to the semifinals. Great experience for this young group to, you know, to kind of move forward and build on what we were, you know, what we're trying to build here at UL.
0: It's interesting when you when you think about uh, the team aspect of things because you know Obviously ty was kind of a focal point for for everybody because you know local girl You know kind of knew knew a little bit about her and then brandy had a great end to last year I remember the 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 run that they y'all made in the tournament last year and, and and it just seems like each year though the teams become they're, they're always new, I guess is what I'm getting at. It's, a, it's never the same team. It's a similar team, and then you kind of move forward. Uh, talk about the dynamic of a team, uh, uh, of how you, you're able to kind of mold. Because you'll have some go- girls on the team next year that have, that have seen how it works, and you'll be you'll be a little bit more comfortable, and they kind of take a different role, right?
3: Yeah, I think uh, you know I think experience goes a long way. I think that you know it's underrated. I think it's it's something that uh, that uh, we feel that uh, it helps us to win. But you know to to see us come together like we did this year this quick, you know, and I mean some of it is because of some of the maturity that came in, you know. And I'm looking at it right now. We're doing you know some practices and some workouts and all that, and I look at them and you know, the eight kids that are coming back, they played a lot and that's a good sign. Right. You know, a lot of times you'll have, you know, 10 or 12 kids coming back, but half of them didn't even get any much playing time. But this this group that's coming back, I mean, they put some minutes in and so we really feel comfortable. And, you know, it's just uh, in, in trying to build that team chemistry, you know, and I, I don't know, it's like, uh, we I mean maybe doing it for so long we're just really blessed that these kids you know want to play together and uh, the other thing that I always look at dude they want to really be here you know and that was one of the things that I noticed about the eight kids that are coming back and the recruits that we're recruiting right now is like man they want to be a Cajun they want to be part of it and I don't know if that was always there when we first got here you know it was kind of like we believed and we had to try to create them to believe and now it's like man these kids really believe in the program and I mean, I, there. Even even after we lost in the semifinals, man, I could. I'm looking at some of these kids, and they're ready for next year. I mean, I ate breakfast with them the next morning after we lost, and they were like, "Coach, let's get started, man. I'm ready. I I know we can do something special." And I, that's a great feeling, you know. Yeah. It's fun. I, I'm I'm a what they call a workaholic. I like to work. I'm a gym rat. I love to be in the gym, and so I love having those type of kids, and that's what we have now.
0: Yeah, and, and that's gonna that's gonna bode well for next season.
3: Do you, when
0: when it comes to uh, yeah, I was just popped into my head when it comes to like scheduling and stuff like that. Are y'all working on that now? Or how does that work? And you are, I mean, you already know kind of your conference games and things of that nature, but, uh, uh is there, is there. You know some big games that you're looking at, hopefully getting because uh you know you guys are are, are a good get for a, for a, a power five school. No
3: doubt. You know I think you're right. You know recruiting is the most important thing, but I think the second most important thing is scheduling because you got to schedule to the type of team you're going to have. Mm-hmm. If you're inexperienced, you know you want to try to get some maybe a little bit easier games to try to get you know they're able to play more people sure. and then. You know, as you get more experience, you want to play the bigger schools. Like, Te- I know we're looking at Texas and some of the other schools trying to, trying to get some dates and all that. Uh, Houston's coming in this year. So we try to find some of those, those teams that we might match up with. And it might be similar to our conference if they're really athletic, they like to run and all that. So scheduling is, well, it's, it, to me, it's really, really important. And, we, and I mean, Deacon Jones is in charge of it. And he does a great job of trying to match up how we think we're going to be this year. You know, I know one year we we scheduled four SEC opponents and we had everybody hurt. That wasn't a good year.
2: <laughs> you know, it's just part of it, you know. Right. So, you just, you
3: know, you try to do it in schedule. But, you know, like for us, I love to play LSU every year, man. Yeah. I, I just liked it. That they was came a fun in, game this Yes, year. they came in here this year, yeah. you know, and I know Brandy got hurt the first play of the game, you know. But uh, you know, and they were really, they were really good. But uh, man, I would love to play them, you know, home and home every year. That would be a great game. Uh, I'm really good friends with Vic Schaefer. He was at Mississippi State, now he's at Texas. He wants to hook up some, and he wants to come here. So that's a big thing. Yeah. Is when we can get you know a top 10 opponent to come to Lafayette, And you know. So we're working on those things right now. But yeah, scheduling never really stops. It's it's a year-round sure. thing, you know. You and then with this conference, you know, you. They say, okay, we're doing this schedule and it's going to be there for five years. Well, you can't do that because look, the four teams coming in. Right, you got four teams coming in, right, you got right. two going out. So, this is going to be completely different. Instead of 16 games, I think they're going to 18 games for the women. And so, man, that's, you know, it's, we'll figure that out you know, as it comes. But scheduling just, to me, never stops. You know? yeah. I think it's extremely important. And, again, I, mean, I, I think we do a great job of trying to schedule according to our team.
0: Yeah and and look that I I remember watching that LSU game you guys had I was I was a fun atmosphere I mean an atmosphere I, I think you said it after the game and and Kim Mulkey said it after the game about like the 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 excitement in the building was, was palpable you could you could feel it you could taste it you know you can you got that energy and, and that's that, I think that's something you strive for uh with regards to you know women's basketball and bringing it bringing it up into the no no
3: doubt those games are fun you know i mean kim brings the energy anyway i mean it's just fun (laughs) to be around her and and what she's doing to build but my thing too part of my job is to build women's basketball you know not only in this area but throughout the country and you know we've been everywhere from coaching biddy au and all on down the line and and really promoting women's basketball and you know to have a game and have that much energy and to see a team so excited about the opportunity to get to play a really good team uh, to me that's not a there's not a lot of uh it's not really our job to motivate them I mean, they, they motivate themselves I and mean, they motivate us so it, it was a, it was great to to do that, and I, I like that's I, so what I'm saying. I love to do it every year. I mean, it was like that with Mississippi State a few years yeah. ago yeah. when they beat UConn, and you know we end up playing them and playing them real close. You yeah. know, that's just fun stuff for us, and you can build on those things. You know, even though sometimes it's a loss, you know, you're kind of able to build and get better, and the kids feel good about it.
0: Yeah, good stuff, Coach. Don't go anywhere. We stick and stay.
3: We're coming back. We're gonna have more
0: with Coach Gary Broadhead when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back. In ninety seconds. All right, welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, Coach Gary Broadhead over there from the UL Raging Cajun Women's Basketball Program. He's the head man, Coach. How, how many years has been now?
3: Ten years. Ten. Man. Okay, can you believe that? Ten I, years. I,
0: I can believe it. I, I've been here a while too, so. Uh, uh, in fact, I've been here so long. You were a high school coach coaching oh,
1: <laughs> at Turlington yeah. and
0: uh, you won a state championship over there. And I covered that, so that's how, yeah. that's how I know I've been here a while. But uh, it's good, good to have you on Inside Cajun Nation, Coach. Uh, just talk, talk. Let's let's continue our conversation as we we talk about the upcoming season. Now, uh, obviously, uh, the year didn't end where you wanted it to. You get to the tournament, uh, the Sunbelt tournament, and you, and you get to the semifinals. But uh, the goal is to get to that NCAA tournament. And you, you've got postseason experience, but uh, we, we, want, we, want, we want to be part of that NCAA tournament, I think, right? I love
3: yeah. what you say, we. You know, that's, that's <laughs> awesome because we do want to be part of that. And we're working really hard, you know. And, I mean, I, actually our goal, you know, is always pointed at that conference tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, when we come into the season, everything and the kids know. And it, it what's so great about it, the kids know it and they want it. And they, you know, our focus is on, hey, can we win the tournament, conference tournament, to get in the NCAA tournament? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's been 10 years. You know, we've, we've got to the finals a couple of times and just kind of fell short. But, you know, it's like we feel really good about the direction we're going for next year. You know, we got some good kids coming in. We have a lot of returners. And I think it's, we're, the pieces of the puzzle there, it's about staying healthy. It's about continuing to work hard and keep on improving. But, in a conference will be a little bit bigger. So, you know, you're looking at – Probably maybe a little bit tougher conference, but hey, I think we're going to be a tougher team, so it's exciting. When you talk
0: about some of the returners that you have, do you, do you know who's coming back and, and uh, what you're looking at with regards to? I know there's some young people that are coming back, but what about uh, some of the older?
3: Uh, well, I players? mean, everybody's getting kind of older. You know, it's like because <laughs> of the COVID situation, some of those kids will be with us for four years, even though they'll be a junior. You know, you got May May Holman. You got uh, Destiny Rice that's coming back that uh, to me is one of the better point guards in the conference. Uh, Maybe it's a scorer. Uh, Lene uh, Wheaton is uh, actually one of the transfers that came in from Old Dominion. and I mean she was uh, ended up being all tournament in the the conference tournament and scored I think 18 and 22. in the games and stuff. So, you know, those kids are coming back. You know, the the difficult thing for us is going to be to replace Ty Dusett, you know. We didn't have Brandy Williams this year at all. Basically, she got hurt on the fourth game. So, you know, we were able to kind of plug in and stuff. But, you know, Tamir Johnson's coming out of LCA. I mean, she just, I mean, she, she does exactly what we want to do and she's getting better and she's getting more confident. So we're going to see a lot of her in that four position that I think she can really contribute.
0: Yeah, look, looking forward to uh, to watching you guys develop over the over the uh, what spring summer and uh, and and into next fall. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, with regards to um, th- where where you guys are as, as a coaching staff, are you excited about who's on the staff? Where, you know, everything's kosher there.
3: <laughs> you know, I think it's the the difficult thing for us, especially at our level, is to keep coaches. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, because I mean, they just have opportunities to to kind of move around. I mean, if you look at throughout the country right now, there's so many job openings, you know, people retire and, you know, people moving on, moving up and all that, you know. Uh, so you see a lot of movement. We've just been blessed, you know. I mean, all our staff's been at least together for five to six years, you know. And Coach Deacon Jones has been with me for 10 years yeah. from the beginning and trying to help build that. And I think that consistency helps the kids because yeah. they know like, man, if they've been here 10 years, they really must believe in what they're doing. And I think that's a big part of it, you know. So our staff is really good, you know. We run our staff a little bit more like football. I do an offensive and a defensive coordinator, and man, I, you know, not many coaches allow their coaches to coach. I think my coaches coach probably more than I do, you know. And so that's a great thing, you know, and they're giving them an opportunity to get better too. But the kids really believe in them, and. You know, it's just great people. You know, I think that's where it starts. You know, it's like you look the most successful coaches are really, really good people, you know, and they really care about our community. You know, Deacon's from here, myself's from here. Uh, we got two, two of the younger um, Coach Val's from Texas, and, and so is MC, you know. So that's, uh, you know, we're very blessed. You know, we're a little short handed this year. We didn't have a DOP and we didn't have a player development, but that's just part of it. We all pitched in. Yeah. You know, I remember being at a game, two hours before the game, doing study hall. That's yeah. you know, what we do, and MC does, You know, MC can be the DOP and the player development, and and probably run the <laughs> offense or defense. You know, it's just part of what we do. And I think when kids see that, you know, it's like when we're not scared to. You know push the broom and do all that and right they feel that that man okay well coach is doing it and the coaches are doing it hey we can do it too Let's nobody it
0: nobody's above uh, above nobody. making the program better no and that's yeah.
3: how you know that's our goal not yeah. only make the program better but to also develop these young women and, and to, you know and to help in society and that's what i love about being in my hometown doing this yeah, cool
0: stuff. Uh, we we were talking before about uh, a little bit about this and, and how uh, the transfer portal has kind of changed what, what what you do. Uh, it's benefited you guys, right? I mean, it, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse. It seems like uh, one time I, I'm a big Garth Brooks fan, so one time I I was watching uh, one of his little infomercial, whatever he does inside Studio G, and he went, you know, a blessing, a blessing, and a curse. You know, uh, what's a blessing is a curse sometimes. And, and that seems to be the case with the transfer portal. You know, it's a blessing and it can be a curse.
3: Yeah, and you know, I say, hey, it can be good, sometimes it can be bad sometimes. There you go, you all know, right, so that's the kinda, infinite. Yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of hey, you know, we do a little bit of therapy and then my, my therapist is like, "Yep, you yeah. know, you got yeah. to it, it could be good and bad." But yeah. you know, I think it is, you know. For us it's it's really worked out well, you know. We got a couple of transfers yeah. and I, honestly, without them, it would have been a difficult time because of the experience they that that came in and they picked up our our system pretty quick. So we were able to kind of move on pretty quickly and you know, it's going to be continue. you know there's a lot there's just a lot of transfers out there you know they wanting to move on they're trying to find a system that fits them and and i mean we haven't had a like a alexis die like troy did you know troy alexis die was player of the year last year and then boom she's at tennessee starting playing in the tournament you know so right. we haven't had that problem yet but i mean i could see you know, a couple of our players being really good, and hey, wanting to move up into the SECs. I mean, it's just going to be part of it. You know, and to me, it's all about. I've I've always taken this uh, this approach. You know, uh, being an AU coach, my job was to find opportunities for these kids to find a place to play. Right. I'm still in that situation. Yeah. You know, uh, if it's not with us, hey, and it's a better place somewhere else, hey, that's what we do. You know. Right. And, and not everybody takes that, that approach, but I, I do, you know. It's like I want these kids to have the best opportunity to succeed. And if it's not with me, hopefully they find somebody else, you know. Yeah. Maybe not in our conference, though.
0: Right, right. It's kind of like <laughs> in football. You don't trade inside your conference. Right? Yeah. The, you, the Saints weren't going to trade Jameis Winston to Atlanta. Not happening. Exactly. I, yeah. Although, as a free agent, Bobby Amber went there, but uh, that was a long <laughs> time ago. Uh, we forgive Bobby Aber for that, yeah. uh, <laughs> Coach. Uh, it, it, anything else you wanted to add? That uh, you, uh, are you excited about anything in particular, or is there something that you you're on your on your mind with regards to the basketball program? How, yeah. how excited you are? Yeah, about I'm just it?
3: excited about the kids that are coming back, you know, and the kids we're bringing in, you know. I think the community is going to be real pleased that not only are they great players, but boy, they're great students and they're great people and you know, with the NIL stuff, you know, it's like, we, we didn't, you know, I'm excited about, they, they, they're able to, you know, do name, they, you know, show their face and do more. And I think it just promotes our program, but I think we've been trying to do that with our community service and all that. We didn't need the money, you know, that's what, that's what I love about our kids, you know, okay, coach, what can we do more, you know, within the community? We're, we're thriving, we're, we're wanting more fans, you know, and me and my, myself and, and, and Deacon Jones being from here, You know, we want, you know, the support feels so good. The LSU game felt really good. You know, I know a lot of it was, you know, because we were playing LSU. But I'm hoping to make it be because of us, come see us and want to come. And I think that's the biggest excitement. Yeah. Can we win bigger? And that's our job. We got to try to find a win, way to win bigger. And, and you know where it came from. You know, I mean, you've been here and you, you've covered UL for a long time. And we're we're still not where we want to be. But I think that's the exciting part. Can we continue to work to get better and and better the program so the community can really feel. A, a difference, like softball does. Yeah. You know, I feel that's difference when I go to a softball game. Right, right, and it, right. it makes me proud to be occasion, you know. So yeah. so what we're after, you know, our football game this couple of years that mm-hmm. Billy's been here, you know. Those things are important, it, they feel good to me. And I think that's what our job is, you know, is to try to bring that, try to bring young women to our community, or to our team, to build a community to share with it. Yeah, uh, Coach,
0: I've been here so long that uh, when J. Kelly Hall took the Cajuns to the tournament uh, I covered that game again it was in Austin against Marquette and, I remember that uh, yeah it was a it was a tough game but but they got there and yeah. and, and it was it was a long time ago but uh, looking forward to maybe doing that with you guys here and, in, in the very year, very so, near
3: sooner, future sooner than uh, than later
0: <laughs> sounds good he's coach Gary Broadhead I'm George Faust and you've been watching Inside Cajun Nation thanks so much for the time have a great week everybody we'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.